Hello again, this is attorney Sean McLaughlin, and I'd like to welcome you to Law for Life, a program designed to provide useful information about the law as it relates to real-life situations and from a Christian or biblical perspective as appropriate. Law for Life is sponsored by Trinity Law, a local law firm available at 1-866-464-5297 or online at yourlawfirmforlife.com. This is attorney Matt Mangus, and today we are continuing along with the many series of programs we've had on protecting yourself and your own personal safety. Um, We've discussed topics like the right to defend yourself at home and at work, uh, your rights of granting or refusing access uh, by the government um, to your home, uh, and guns in schools. Uh, Today we're going to talk uh, about safety at church. And joining me today is attorney Sean McLaughlin, who's lectured to pastors throughout South Central Pennsylvania on topics like this. Well, thanks, Matt. You know, when we talk about church safety, you know, 20 years ago, all you needed was a volunteer to walk around the, the parking lot on Sunday morning to be sure that no cars were broken into or that nothing was going on in the parking lot. Well, now with church shootings, child abuse and other violent incidents, much more is needed. You know, the Bible has warnings for shepherds who, charged with the spiritual care of their flock, fail in that task. Today, people attend houses of worship, and they assume the church is going to provide uh, not only proper spiritual care, but also proper physical care while they are there for them and their family. Now, sadly, most churches, Matt, have zero plans in place for handling emergencies, such as, and this is a short list, an armed gunman a disruptive person in the sanctuary, a parent in a custody dispute who shows up and wants to remove the child, a sudden weather emergency, a medical emergency, and on the list goes. So how does the church address these problems? Well, this reminds me of the joke about how do you eat an elephant, right? The answer? (laughs) One One bite bite at a time. time. Exactly. Um, Or another one of my favorites uh, from a famous musical, let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. Now, the first thing your church is going to want to do is form a safety leadership team. Now, the selection of the leadership team members should be a blend of people who are interested in the topic for starters, but they should also include people who can contribute to the safety team and the plan of your church. Now, your team might include current or former law enforcement or ex-military personnel, insurance people, an attorney, physicians, nurses, just to name a few. Now, the safety leadership team will then give direction to all of those who work to secure the safety of the church members and its visitors. Now, the safety team, in a broader sense, okay, as distinguished from the safety leadership team, includes everyone. Uh, The safety team means your ushers, parking attendants, greeters, medical first responders, nursery workers, and so on. And they will all be a vital part in putting together a sound safety plan. Now, Indeed, applications are a very good idea for some, if not all, of your team members. Now, this helps ensure that every person is a good fit, i.e. has proper training, dealing with confrontations or in providing care, and is mentally suited to handle various stressful situations, as well as has the ability to make timely decisions. Now, when you're talking through that, you mentioned a safety plan. What do you mean by a safety plan? Well, another favorite saying of mine is, those who fail to plan, plan to fail. So say, for instance, you have people who lawfully carry handguns uh, to and in your church, perhaps uh, a concealed handgun. And I know many people who go to church do just that. Well, without a plan, if an armed gunman, say, uh, comes to your church and starts shooting, who is going to act or react? Do the people who carry know how to react in a stressful situation? Are they trained to be careful 
of their environment and to be aware of others that are in the direction in which they're firing. Um, would anyone else be able to tell if they are the bad guy or are they with the church? Who's going to contact 911? What do you do with areas of the church where the gunman is not, for example, say kids in a nursery or in a, in a children's church? Can you communicate with them? Or how about a situation where weather emergency develops? Again, the children are in another part of the building. The sanctuary needs evacuated to one or a more safer part of the building or the premises. Will parents be just running all around trying to find their kids? So as you can see, Matt, the first thing a safety leadership team will need to do is develop a plan which will have as its first goal identifying the various types of threats that could be facing the church. So make a list, and the list needs to be evaluated by the leadership team and periodically at that. Okay. Well, thanks, Sean. Uh, that wraps up this program, and on our next program, we'll continue the discussion of uh, safety at church. We want to remind the audience that nothing said on this Law for Life program is intended as legal advice, as each person's situation is different. If you have a legal need, please see an attorney. You can freely listen to today's program or any past program or series on our website, yourlawfirmforlife.com. That's yourlawfirmforlife.com. Just click the Resources tab. Inquiries about the program can also be directed to the local law offices of Trinity Law, toll-free 1-866-464-LAWS. That's 1-866-464-LAWS.